Welcome to 7 Minutes in Book Heaven. My name is J. Peter Bogosian. I'm an essayist, Lambda Literary Fellow, and founder of the Queer Armenian Library. And this is the podcast where I interview LGBTQ authors about the new books they have coming out for us to love and to cuddle up with. This is part of our Summer of Book Love series. Every Tuesday for the rest of the summer, we have your next book to read at the beach or at the pool or in your bedroom next to the air conditioner. New episodes of This Queer Book Save My Life return on September 18th. Today, I'm joined by Marissa Crane to discuss their new book, I Keep My Exoskeletons to Myself. Hello, Marissa. Hi, JP. I'm stoked to be here. Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to getting to know about you and this book title especially. So how does this podcast work? I have seven questions for Marissa, and we're going to spend approximately the next seven minutes in this virtual studio talking about I keep my exoskeletons to myself. Apparently, I can't say exoskeletons today. That's a fun word. And also, (laughs) we're going to get to know more about the amazing writer and human who is Marissa Crane. So Marissa, are you ready? I am ready. Let's do it. All right. The timer is set. And here we go. Question number one. Please describe I keep my exoskeletons to myself as if you're sharing it with your celebrity crush and telling us who that special person is. Okay. So Aubrey Plaza is like my number one celebrity crush. (laughs) Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She's queer. She's obviously hilarious. She's also like sort got like a dark and twisted sense of humor about her and um Mm -hmm. you know she's in like so many weird like indie films that are just bizarre so i feel like in describing this book to her like i would totally pitch it in a different way than i normally would like i think to the everyday person like i would tell her like okay i have this queer dystopia novel that's about a grieving mother and an oppressive surveillance state But it's also darkly funny and witty, and Lydia Kiesling in the New York Times described the protagonist as mothering with a dirtbag heroism, which is just (laughs) like a phrase that I love, and it makes me feel so seen, and I think that it would like resonate with her, even though she's not a mother, because I think it's just like so visceral. And I would also just like make sure to emphasize to her how unhinged the narrator could be and like (laughs) how strange she is and that there's also a lot of explicit lesbian sex in there because I think that she would be into that. I can see all of that resonating with Aubrey. So (laughs) Aubrey, your next book is right here. All right. right. (laughs) Question number two. What is a sentence from a novel, an essay, a poem or other book that every time you read it, it gives you all the feels? So the entirety of We the Animals gives me all the feels. I will, of course, pick out a part, but it's my favorite book of all time. I've read it like hundreds of times. I keep it on me like an emotional support blankie. But there's this moment early on in the book when the three boys, including the narrator, are sitting at a kitchen table in their raincoats and they're smashing tomatoes with this mallet and like spraying tomato juice everywhere. Like they're covered and the mom comes in and like, You know, she doesn't get mad about the mess or anything. She starts, like, talking to them, telling them that that's what they look like when they were born, like, when they came out of her. And they're like, ugh. Um, (laughs) But then then the line that I love, the mom, like, sort of gets introspective and she goes, do it to me. What, we asked, make me born. Whoa. Yeah. I I just, I love that part. I mean, there were so many hard like so hard to pick out just one part of it but it's just so moving to me and just like 
you know, flips that relationship on its head in so many, so many, like, I don't know, achy, tender ways. Ooh, that got me shook. I was not expecting that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ask, ask and I will deliver. <laughs> yes, you did. You absolutely did. All right. Let's see what you got for these next questions. Oh, uh, question number three. What do you feel is the best sentence you've ever written? <sighs> that, you know, that's so much harder to pick out your own writing. <laughs> right. Um, it's also so hard because I feel like some of my best sentences are like what I consider like, quote, best because of like their context, you know, so it's sometimes yeah. hard when it's when it's standalone. But mm-hmm. I do have this line from I keep my exoskeletons to myself that I really loved that comes early on. And the uh, the narrator says, we argued so often we thought we'd made a mistake marrying for love when there were things like fear and loneliness to bind you. Wow. Oh, wow. That's a killer sentence. Ooh, it's got layers to it. Ooh, okay. (laughs) All right. Question number four. What's the best romantic scene you've ever read? So what came to me first was the book, This is How You Lose the Time War um, by Max Gladstone and Amal El-Motar. It's like a sapphic sci-fi love story between enemies and a time war. It's literally unlike anything I've ever read in my life. And it has these really like moving swoony letters between the two like enemies in this war. And they just go by red and blue. And these letters, they're just like yearning and they're like so gorgeous. And at one point towards the end of the book, red writes blue this letter because red's like side is onto them and knows that they're close to each other and they want red to like set up blue to like catch her. So in the letter, red says, your letter, the sting, the beauty of it, those forevers you promise, Neptune, I want to meet you in every place I have ever loved. Listen to me. I am your echo. I would rather break the world than lose you. Wow. The whole book is like that. It's just like the most sapphic, romantic letters you could ever imagine. You are bringing it today, Marissa. You did not come to play. <laughs> I know, I know, right? I was like, let's get down to business. Let's break, let's break hearts. Let's go. <laughs> Ooh, this is good. This is good. Uh, Okay. I can't wait for these next questions now. Question number five. What are your favorite scents or smells to write about? 100% like people's body odor and like sex smells. I just, I love bodies and bodily scents and like how much they can tell us about us, but also how much they can tell the reader about how like we feel about other people. Like I have this little part and I keep my exoskeletons to myself where um, the neighbors like are super in love with each other. They have like this great relationship and like they like like the smell of each other's armpits or like whatever. <laughs> like <laughs> so I feel like there's like it's like you loving someone's B.O. or or, you know, on the flip side, being repulsed by a smell that's maybe typically like beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, smell is just so linked to memory and emotions that I feel like people's bodily smells and whatnot is like a really beautiful emotional gateway to all of those things. Absolutely. I'm snapping. I don't want to make that sound. (laughs) There, let's hear it. Snapping. There we go. Uh, Okay. We've got under a minute left. Question number six, what is the worst writing advice you've ever got? So to be honest, like most of it, 
I, I have like a fraught relationship with writing advice in general because I, I don't like rules and I feel like things are so prescriptive and they're always like mm -hmm. through the lens of what is helpful for that specific person. Um, so it's like show, don't tell, write every day, write what you know, like all of those are pretty bad to me. But I think like one thing that's been hindering for me specifically was being taught that there was only this like typical Western narrative arc of like beginning or like inciting incident or whatever, rising action, climax, falling action, resolution. Mm -hmm. um, that was just so harmful for me to learn like early on and also thinking that was the only way that you could like structure and narrative. So, so that was something that like once I freed myself of that was like really helpful for me. Absolutely. Uh, at the risk of going over on time, is there a structure <laughs> that you like right now that you're really digging as you write? I don't have like a specific one, but I, gosh, what is the book called? Meander Spiral Explode is like the craft book that I read where it has like designs and patterns and narrative and it sort of blows up the whole idea of like structures and it gives you like a million different ways to write things like it's like um you know like a flower like all of these sort of visual ways to tell a story and even just reading that without having a specific structure in mind was so helpful to think about like how a, a story can play out on the page I love that. I'm going to include links to that as well in the show notes. Okay, uh question number 7 Promote yourself. How do we order your book? How do we follow you on social? Yeah, so my book, I Keep My Exoskeleton to Myself, is available pretty much anywhere that you can get books. Bookshop.org and IndieBound are always preferred, you know, to support indie bookstores. And, you know, it's also through Barnes & Noble and the Amazon, if you must. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's on e It's also um, an audio book as well and an ebook. So Ooh. a bunch of avenues. And then um, just my social media, my Instagram handle is Marissa underscore Crane. My Twitter is mcrane underscore 12. And I do have a TikTok. My TikTok is Marissa Crane Writes. Fantastic. And for folks, we will include those in the show notes and on our website as well. Well, that's all the time that we have. Thank you so much, Marissa. Thank you. Well, thanks everyone for listening today. This podcast is executive produced by Jim Pounds. Our associate producers are Archie Arnold, Natalie Cruz, Paul Kafer, Nicole Olilla, Joe Perrazzo, Bill Shea, and Sean Smith. Visit our bookshop to buy the books featured on our podcasts, as well as to browse new collections specifically curated by yours truly. Check it out at thisqueerbook.com slash bookshop. On social media, we're at This Queer Book on Facebook and Instagram. I'm also at JP underscore Derbogosian on TikTok, where I talk about LGBTQ books. And be here next Tuesday as our Summer of Book Love series continues. Until then, see you queers and allies in the bookstores. <laughs> <laughs>